pa-pow. Rick the IT guy, here he is. Okay, okay, all right. Sounds good. Do you want me to play along? Yeah, that's right. All righty. Oh, I start a perspirating. You're a grown man. It's uh, better in person. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. We are an actual play podcast using the Call of Cthulhu rule set. This is the first of two super special episodes for us. Four of us are in the same room. Um, this is a super complicated audio setup, so hopefully it sounds okay. Um, if you are looking for a way to support the show and you would like to do so without shelling out any cash, it would be really helpful to us if you leave us a nice review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us right now. That would help us out a lot. With that, let's get going. My name's Arthur. I am playing Buddy. We are a full crew tonight, so I am joined remotely by Wayne and Sister B as Sister B and Scott as Johnny Dante. And right here in the same room, that's Emily right there. She's playing Colette. That's Rick right there. He's playing Sam. We just made eye contact. It was a little awkward. And then right across the way, making direct eye contact with me right now. It is super uncomfortable. That's Michael. He's our keeper. Michael, the show is all yours. Thanks, Art. One small correction. Sister B is, spoiler alert. Oh, it's not Sister B anymore. I didn't update my notes. It is Lancelot. It is not named yet. Oh, right. It's a person who will be named. He is just a person. It is unnamed person. Walking in a garden. The same room thing is going great. (laughs) Eye contact everywhere. It's not at all uncomfortable. (laughs) All right. Under the library is a horror tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe with horror and other unsettling imagery. Not safe for Scott is your signal. The following information will be graphic. If you're concerned, skip ahead, but stick with us. We do feature mature themes played by immature people. So if you've ever bought a dill pickle in a liquor store, you're probably in the right place. And with that, here's Emily with last episode's recap. So good. All right. Buddy first headed to Doc's clinic to have his arm burns treated and then sought out Potter's Place, a local shop for books and oddities, in search of information about the history of New Bloodstone. The proprietor, Rose, pointed Buddy to some resources, and as he picked up a book, some handwritten pages fell out. At the general store, Sam offered shots of whiskey to Colette and Lloyd in an attempt to pinpoint what's strange about Lloyd's manner. Sam then grabs a bottle of Sheriff Coddington's favorite liquor before heading across town. Colette heads the other direction, looking for an art gallery. Inside, she met a fellow artist with expertise in both metalworking and gardening, who offered a tour of the beautiful Garden of Arts. Finally, at the sheriff's office, Sam delivered the bottle of Banshee Bitch. As the sheriff called to the back room, Jim, I hope that headache's going away. And Art signals me with eye contact from across the table. Oh, yeah. All right. So I think we just drop right in on our new character talking with Colette in the Garden of Arts. And our new character should unmute. 
unless he's chewing on stuff, and then he should definitely stay muted right. and signal the keeper so that. Uh, <coughs> oh, hello, new character. He can't hear. Are anybody. you with me? Okay, we will mm. bounce over to. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go over to Buddy and his roll of ninety-eight. Ooh. Okay. Um, I, I thought it was a roll of eight, not no. ninety-eight. I'm sure it was eight. It's got to be eight. I it, wrote ninety-eight. Damn it! If you wrote ninety-eight, then it's ninety-eight. I know it was I know. ninety-eight. I'm trying to get out of it by lying. I know that too. Yeah. Um, and uh, just while uh, while we're doing this, uh, Wayne, if you leave the meet and then come back, that might clear your your issue. Um, all right. So what what's going on with my role of ninety eight keeper? That's this going to be great for Buddy. It's going to be okay. So Buddy, how about this? Let's start with a sand roll because I know that's a good stat for you. Oh, that's a great stat for me. We should be good. Um, nope, that's failure. Okay, that's 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 yeah. failure. And so we'll take another three points of your sand away. Okay, good. Got plenty. That should be fine. <laughs> and Rose looks up at you. The the pages are all over the floor. And what what did you try to pass off to her as what was going on? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I was trying to pretend that I had dropped the the pages, the pieces of paper that like sort of came out of my pocket, and I was just, oh, that's my stuff. Sorry, I dropped my things. I'm trying to pick them back up. And she looks directly at you, just like I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's really awkward. And she says. You're no hero. You're a villain. Oh, but uh, uh, no, I, I'm I'm trying to help people. I know the truth about you. What? Why? Why do you say that? I just I, so I I got scared when I when I dropped the papers and I. I, I wanted to see what they said, and, and I don't didn't... lie to me. No, that's I, I I did lie to you once, but I'm telling you the truth now. I I dropped them, and I I didn't I I, I and then her demeanor, I got scared. Her demeanor snaps totally, and she she kind of readjusts her posture. And as you're as you're saying these kind of excuses, she goes, "Buddy, y- yes, did did we exchange names? I don't know if we met." Buddy. Yes. Are, are you are you okay? And then she she kind of stumbles backwards a few steps. Um and she goes, "I I'm 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 I, I kind of step forward as if I'm going to try and help her." And and she's uh uh you uh you you take the book and you you go on ahead. Oh, oh okay. Um, thank thank you. Are are you okay? Do, do you need help? I'm fine. I'm I'm wonderful. Okay, because you you just seem very angry. Not no, you're not. Are, are you sure you're okay? No, 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 I'm I'm good. I'm good. It was I'm I'm so glad you came in today. Hopefully you'll. Uh, Come back and get another book again soon. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Thank you. Um, have a have a good day. Uh, and I'll sort of step out, like sort of you know, back away from her, 
you know, as I go past, kind of turn and, and back out and then quickly turn and run out. And the first thing I want to do is look at the papers. Um, and the, the ones that fell out of the book. I want to see what those say. And they're all of these handwritten journal leaflets about uh, just like a quick glance about the comings and goings in New Bloodstone. And it seems like observations and the voice seems curious and also slightly paranoid. Interesting. So it's sort of documenting what's happening there. Yeah. And we'll, as we go there, we'll cut away from you kind of standing in the street with this really befuddled look on your face and these papers in your hands. Okay. All right, Sam. Uh, let's see. You are with Sheriff Coddington. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. All righty, and... It's uh, better in person. <laughs> Live. It's 3D it's more, audio. It's more uncomfortable. It's definitely uncomfortable. Okay. So she had just thrown back her shot and shouted at Jim in the prison cell about his headache. Mm-hmm. And you... Oh, I start a perspirating, <laughs> and uh, my eyebrows go up, and I... I'll give her a look, and I say, uh, uh, Jim, get a lot of headaches? And she narrows her eyes kind of right back at you and points at him and says, Jim? Yeah, Jim. Nah. Well, he's just sleeping one off. Is that right? Yeah. And besides, he's one of the uh, guests that likes some more authentic arrest experience so you know we placate everybody's desires i see i see i see so he's just been in here overnight with a bit of a headache well uh overnight he didn't have a headache and against uh company policy to keep somebody in here overnight so to speak that might be a little too real a little too authentic a little might too authentic. Say. yeah everything's free uh but maybe not uh I don't know. Anyways, so... Uh, <laughs> where are my crickets? <laughs> I don't know where that was going. Uh, I had a thing, and I just None let it go. None of us did. That's Nobody just... did. Yep. Anyway, so uh, uh, Sam uh, blinks and pulls a... <laughs> uh, and he goes, uh, well, um, it's funny you say that. Do, do you see uh, a lot of folks around here getting headaches? I only ask this because uh, uh, out west, uh, there's been a almost a, a g- epidemic. Of headaches. Some might say a plague. Almost a plague of headaches. A plague? That sounds serious. Yeah. Nobody knows really what's causing it, but uh, uh, have you noticed uh, a surge of uh, folks up here with headaches or uh, any ailments like that? And she looks at you real curious and she goes, do you want me to play along? No, Sheriff. No, Sheriff. I'm just here with my boy and my, 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 my honey. And uh, we just uh, we just we just want to make sure we're we're keeping him out of harm's way. I mean, if there's something up here I need to know about, that's all. I'm just asking as a father's duty. Oh, so you're you're genuinely concerned about this? You're just not. And she pours herself another shot and swings it back. You're you're not hypothetically asking. You're asking if this is really something happening here in New Bloodstone. And I. 
<laughs> based on where the alcohol and the shot glass are, can I pour her one? Yeah. So I'll pour her one and I'll slide it to her and I'll go, yes, I am, ma'am. <laughs> and she shoots it back and she looks you in the eyes and she says, I think you need to try and enjoy yourself, sir. All this right. here is vacation land. Do you know what? Maybe maybe it's just going to my head, too. But uh, I'll just ask, if, if uh, Jim starts acting funny, you just, uh, you, I'd assume you would let the rest of us know if somebody starts to fall ill here. She goes, I'm more concerned about you than I am old Jim over there. Jim gets out in about 15 minutes. Okay, okay, all right. Sounds good. Uh, so you said something about having fun here, and I heard you guys have a good shooting range. Is that right, Sheriff? Right on the northeast side of town. Oh. You should take your son that you were just talking about and your honey, too. <laughs> Maybe you can uh, I'll get a little family shootout in. Oh, that sounds lovely. And I ask if there's any other authentic Western experiences uh, we might want to uh, uh, indulge ourselves while we're here. Oh, there's every kind of authentic Western experience you could want to indulge yourself in. All kinds of trouble. Opening for you to find out. Oh, I like that. And mining experiences, I heard, too. Uh, the mining uh, depends. Some days, uh, due to safety concerns, we're not that authentic, you see. Mm. Uh, the mine's closed. But uh, I think often you can get in there. How long are y'all staying? Oh, I mean, uh, I don't know if we've got ourselves an end date yet, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and that, end date might and be I, set for us and, and, and he looks up and he points his finger to the sky And he says, only the Almada knows uh, And keeps those secrets And uh, I give her a bit of a wink And uh, make my way uh, with Amos And I say, Amos, uh, say uh, thank you to the sheriff uh, For her hospitality And she says, and thank you kindly for the bottle And uh, didn't you want to get yourself a little shot here? And she pours one in the glass and slides the glass back across the desk. Oh, and this is the the good stuff that I haven't tried. And so I I was like, oh, thank you, miss. And and I'll shoot it back. And does this taste different than... Silky, silky smooth. Despite the title. Wow, that that fill can really make a bottle of whiskey. And so uh, I, I'll just I'll just sit there for a second and savor those notes of I'm guessing caramels and various uh, 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 multi wonderful flavors. And, wh- and while you savor those notes, why don't you make a pal roll and I'll uh, cue up Johnny Dante, who we're headed to see after this. Yes, that pal roll did not succeed. <laughs> not a, no, 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 it's dice. a seventy-five. Seventy-five. I just. Then why don't you take about four more points off that pal score? Uh, Pa-pow As we cut away from this scene of I'm just uh, wondering, does Sam get a headache? (laughs) (laughs) I would would freak out The moment that Sam gets a headache Freaking out time starts (laughs) So Alright, so we'll cut away from uh, Sam, are you walking out? Yeah, I'd walk out holding uh, Amos's hand Okay. Uh, and heading probably to the northeast, or yeah, I'd go back actually and see if Cheryl wants to join us. Right. And as y'all open the the door to the sheriff's office, uh, the camera view over her shoulder would be Sheriff Coddington getting out of her chair and headed to the back to open up Jim's jail cell. And then we'll cut over to Johnny Dante. Johnny, when we left you, you were hot on the trail of the body being dragged. To the southeasterly corner of town. Is that correct? Yeah, it was supposed to be a dramatic reenactment of a shootout, right? But there were just some things that 
sort of sent my warning bells off. So the it seemed like real blood, like it, it at least had that sort of color. And I tasted it, I think I recall, and just a little, and it was sort of irony. And it just, it made me think that maybe they were either using real blood or just that there was something else going on. So I just wanted to check it out. Sure. Iron and taste, right? Not the uh, language juice. Do you want me to make iron. my licking iron blood savoring noise again? No. No, oh, no, no, that, no, please don't. <laughs> please don't. All right. And uh, so <laughs> y- you're following kind of the dragged spots. And if you'll recall, there was no there was no further bleeding uh, from where you tasted the dirt, so to speak. And uh, there's a large structure on the southeast edge of town. They've tried to keep it fairly in line with building standards of the 1890s but it's it's significantly larger than probably what would have been built in this town at that point uh and there there's also kind of a, a larger house off beyond that um and uh, there's quite the kind of hubbub as you get up to this building uh there's a lot of people kind of to and fro and going they're still they're still dressed like the other employees and and in fact it's uh of new bloodstone but uh they're they're kind of moving with more purpose so to speak okay and do i see the guy or the two guys that were involved in the shootout no you don't but as you're walking up uh there's uh, uh two white brimmed cowboys uh standing with their uh double double sixers slinged around their hips and they're not necessarily standing guard so to speak but they're kind of holding position and they shout out to you howdy partner what brings you out this way uh come on over go hey guys uh nice to see you yeah i just got into town a little bit ago and i was just you know checking things out uh, first view and I saw that gunfight that happened, and yeah, I, I know a little bit about guns. That was pretty fun and realistic, and I just, you know, I was wondering. I was wondering if I could talk to the guys that were involved. I'd love to see what it takes for them to do stuff like that. It's, you know, it's pretty interesting stuff. Well, uh, welcome to New Bloodstone, and glad you enjoyed the show. Uh, this is the... Thank you, and I, I, I've got the, the big white cowboy hat, and I sort of tip it to them. And they, they tip it right back. As awkward you. as possible. <laughs> and... And they said, we pride ourselves on the most realistic theatrics that are available, state-of-the-art stuff. And uh, uh, unfortunately, though, this is the service center which supports the town and, and all of our mechanisms and our proprietary special effects, we won't be able to let you pass this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Let me, let me just ask you one quick question. So one of the things I noticed... So- it, maybe it's not obvious or is obvious from my voice, but I have uh, I'm from New York City and uh, New I've York seen a lot City. of theater. Oh, Couldn't help myself. New you York didn't. City. <laughs> you had to do it, didn't you? Says the Texas uh, guy. I'm from New York City, and, and I just you know I've seen so much fake blood, so much fake blood on the stage and in performances, left and right, and usually it's this big, bright red. You can just huge spurt like it's just so dramatic, and. 
this was different. This was the, you got, you talk about state of the art and I actually was so interested because it's just different than what I've seen. I checked it out and I got to tell you, it, it smelled like real blood. And I, I actually was just, you know, checking it out. And I'm just wondering, what do you guys use to get such realism out of this? That's pretty impressive. And, and they look at each other and they wink a little bit and he leans in close and he says, I'll share a little secret with you. It ain't fake. It's real. What is it like from an animal? And and he kind of scratches his chin and he looks at you and he winks a little bit more and he says, you're a smart guy. You're figuring it out. I can't let all our secrets go, though. Uh, so what? when's the next show? I can't wait to see it again. Will the same guys perform or do you have other people performing as well? Oh, we don't want to spoil any of the surprises in New Bloodstone. You never know when a good shootout will break down or what kind of thing will emerge out of the hills. Oh, okay. What were, just want to maybe, I don't think this will ruin anything. Who are the people involved in the in the gunfight? What were their names? Are the who are the characters they're playing? Oh, well, uh, I believe the one that you would just had seen, uh, the the successful gunfighter is uh a character from the past known as Pete the Poet. And Ooh, Pete the Poet, he sounds like a, a, a tough guy. Le- legendary fighter from Bloodstone in the late 1800s. He's, he's all through yeah. the history books. The guy he shot, well, he was one of many. Just one of many. He's just probably got a lot of victims for this guy. If he was a famous gunfighter, he probably took out a lot of people. Hey, do you guys have books right here? Any history books that I might check out? Oh, you could head out. Learn to, more about Pete the Poet. You could head out to Potter's Place on the northwest end of town, and uh, Rose there might be able to help you out with some literature. Ooh, Potter's Place. That sounds great. All right. You've been really helpful. I appreciate it, guys. I can't wait to see another one of those gunfights. Uh, and with that, we'll cut over to uh, Colette and the at the Garden of the Arts. Along with, along with, the yet to be named person whom, you know. Is that yet to be named person with us? I hope he's with us. Oh boy. For me, Wayne, you yes. Ah, <laughs> ah. Okay, great. So, what is your name? I'm sorry, I didn't even ask. Um, are we? I was gonna say, are we still in the shop, or did we go no, for? You're showing me around. Wait, the we garden. went up and looked at the gates. Yeah, yes. we're through the gates and yeah. into. So the we actually garden. got in the gardens. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's have to remember his accent. <laughs> um. <laughs> Actually, I don't even. Yes, I said, um, "Oh, my, my dear lady, I, I, I haven't caught your name yet. How rude of me!" And uh, well, I, uh, what, what is it? My name is Lancelot, Lancelot uh, Brown. Well, my name's Colette. Well, a pleasure to meet you, Colette, and I, I, uh, I look forward to taking you on this wonderful tour and uh, all the wonderful things around the, the sculptures that are all about us and and. The tropical plants and the, the hedges and the topiaries, which are, are cut so so exquisitely. I hope you hope you think so. I think it's beautiful here. 
you said you worked on the garden. You maintain the garden. Uh, I do. I actually, I, I designed the garden. That's, wow. I, I did uh, everything in it. I, I would sit down with paper and, and work on it. There's helpers, of course, but I, I could, I do an awful lot of the work. I, I get up very early and, and, uh, and move about as much as I can during the day and, and quite a bit gets done. So you've been here in New Bloodstone for a while then? Oh, I, I think all my days I've been here, yes. You, you were born here? You grew up here? I, I, I've been here forever, yes, since I was, since I was little in, in, in this town. Wow. This doesn't seem like the kind of place that people grow up. It's a tourist attraction, isn't it? A tourist attraction? It's, well, there are people who visit an awful lot, such as yourself, and, and come to see the, the gardens and the shop. They're, they're shoppers, and they, they do pass through, and, well, not all of them stay, but I think they move on to other things about the area. Um, if that's a tourist, I suppose that's what they are, and, and there's all the wonderful people that uh, live here, and, and we meet every day, and we buy our provisions from. It's It's a wonderful town to live in, but... You don't even have to buy them. That's the thing. You 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 just have to ask. So the buying is is just asking. You just, it's really the buying is by being polite. I think being polite and, and part of the town. Well, that's what I'm trying to understand. Because to be honest, the reason I came into the gallery, your gallery, no. Oh yes, it, it was uh, uh, put on uh, after the gardens were, and some of my metalwork started to uh, pile up, and and they had an idea to bring in other artists and and other things. So it was it was built by. It was built by uh, the creator of this town. Yeah, I heard of him, Roy. And I can't. Yes, yeah, so I, I can't call the. I can't call the shop mine, because uh, you don't, you don't own it. But I do, I do work there and put okay, things in it and to, give things uh, to you people. You have to explain this to me because I came into this gallery. Honestly, I am an artist, and I was wondering if maybe I could find a job. Maybe I could stay here. Maybe I could live here. But oh, I do not wonderful. understand how this town works. I can't just live on somebody else's charity. Uh, I, uh, charity? It isn't charity living in this in this paradise, this wonderful place. If if people live here and and they give and they barter and they share. It's a wonderful way of being. It's, people care about each other here. Uh, there are the ruffians on the other side of town. I've seen them with their their guns, and there's some shootouts. But you know, they they stay mostly to themselves over on this side of town. It's it's a bit more uh, elegant, and oh, I just like the sense of just being over here is so peaceful. Uh, there are some elements in town, yes, that are that are unsavory, I suppose. Like uh, going over to body bills. It's it's not my cup of tea. Speaking of tea, would you care to join me for a cup of tea? We we can go back to the shop on the side. There's a place to pick up some uh, tea that you could have. It, it would be wonderful. For free, just have. Free. Just, mm. uh, it's so if I have. wanted to I work really... here and I wanted, what would I barter? How could I Your... make myself useful? By just being, if you're doing artwork and you're sharing with others and others who come to town like that artwork and the people in town enjoy your artwork, you become a part of the community. You are welcome. And then you can stay. Uh, there, There's no one 
there's no one who was forced to leave that I can remember, except Murphy. I don't recall everything about that, but I think there were some that were forced to leave. But they didn't understand. Well, if this is what you're describing, I might want to stay. But it does seem too good to be true. Well, you should stay. We have a provider. It's Roy, and it's not unlike times in the past when you have uh, a benefactor, a lord who looks over the artists, people who wrote manuscripts such in the past and or did wonderful paintings during the Renaissance. They they had people who, who shared money with them and kept them. And Roy, he, he does this. He believes in the arts and, and then you could sell to other tourists. And the tourists sometimes do offer money. I, I, I don't enjoy taking their money, but they will sometimes offer it. And you, if you feel the need that you need money, you could get them uh, to buy your items, and then you could perhaps travel out of town. I, in town, you don't need this cash you talk about. And as you kind of look in bewilderment around, you see all these really satisfied people throughout the gardens as as Lancelot's touring you around, and they're they're doing different. There's some of them are painting and some of them are, are working on sculptures that kind of fit within the garden. All of these kind of bizarrely abstracted metal pieces. Um, and uh, they, they don't just, they, they don't look empty minded or anything. They, they look quite blissful, not just placated. Can what? I just share something with you? I just rolled because I, I wanted to see if I was going to buy into this and I figured just like 50, 50, yeah. I rolled a three. <laughs> I think Colette might be staying. <laughs> wow. One of us, Ooh. one of us. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's There's go some for Kool-Aid some tea. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what, whatever's in the tea. I'll have to try that tea. And so the, the, the look of Colette's kind of excitement and maybe uh, wonderment at the possibilities of quite a different lifestyle <laughs> than she's been experiencing. And uh, we'll, we'll cut away from these sh- strangely alluring gardens on the east side of town. Remember, this is a very lush, lush garden, especially given the, the surrounding landscape. And I'd like to take a moment before we get back to Buddy to talk about this surrounding landscape because we covered it some in season one, but we should probably talk about what it what it looks to like y'all like now, which is uh, when you're in the town, which is probably most of your characters' focus. Uh, it looks very similar. We're, we're kind of laying out the map of the town as we go around. There's the train track at the foot of town, uh, and and the buildings that surround it. But y'all are at the foot of uh, these huge kind of uh, stepped plateaus that move upward. So don't think of them as hills or mountains, right? But these plateaus that raise in altitude um, so that the town itself is kind of seated at the foot of them. And how clearly do we see these plateaus uh, from the town? The, the, so think of the town almost as at the foot of them. And and so they, they kind of go up vertically around the town and would almost like, uh, it, 
word protection is probably the wrong word, but in a sense, like act as like a wind protection and everything else. They they kind of enclose the back side of the town. The northeastern oh, wow. side of the town's open, and you could imagine those plateaus kind of running in a jagged line north and in to the west. west. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's fairly close to the edge of town. Like it's it's a thing that if you look to the north or to the west, you would see almost like a, a wally kind of thing as it as yeah, it goes up. Yeah, probably like a quarter mile out. Okay. Yeah, so not too far. Yeah. Okay. And where's that in relation to Old Bloodstone? No, you said that they were kind of so nearby. Old Bloodstone. If you'll remember, is is really east down the rail line from y'all. This is the part that we talked about in season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is situated pretty close to where y'all would have. Uh, gotten off the train and started Jaws wagon ride northward mm. towards the conclusion of season one. And if that's eastward, so is that is that fairly flat, or is that also surrounded or, or, or you know adjacent to higher plateaus and these sort of gulch or, or valley like? Uh, yeah, sort of east uh, uh, Bloodstone proper. The original Bloodstone was a, a, remember a more open arid yeah. landscape. Yep. Okay. Yep. So this is distinctly different. In that way. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So we cut over to Buddy. And Buddy, if you want to be in the street where you were with the papers, fine. If you want to kind of time time dash forward to somewhere else that you might be, that's fine. Yeah. I just want to... I just had another couple more questions about the papers. Um, I definitely... Buddy would have, you know, spent some time looking at these papers um, to try and uh, get some information on them. Um, And... Do I notice, is there any indication as to who wrote the the papers? And are they clearly, do they look like they were papers that were set into a different book? Like, I've got this book and I wrote these papers and I stuck the papers into them? Or is it part of the book itself that has fallen out? Okay, so they're jagged on the left, like they were torn out of somebody's journal. Okay, got it. And... if you're spending some time with them, I don't think there's anything you need to roll on here, but it, it, it reads to Buddy like this bizarre combination of uh, diary, mm-hmm. uh, documentation, and almost fictional short story. Uh, and the reason oh. being that some of the things are observations about the people and the places um, that the authors obviously kind of... Uh, studied and given thoughts about like whether um, and uh, days and times for the shootouts, like in the middle of the streets. Okay. Um, those kinds of things and been paying really close attention uh, to just some of the comings and goings of tourists and almost trying to figure out um, who's uh, and, and you're starting to see why uh, who's a, an employee of Bloodstone or New Bloodstone and who's possibly a tourist who's been here a lot longer and oh. kind of absorbed the lifestyle. Interesting. Okay. And then um, the third part is this wild, almost like you, you don't understand how it fits into this uh, short story about uh, this beast that comes out of the plateaus and uh, it oh dear. E- e- eats animals and uh, terrorizes people in the night. Okay. Um, okay. Then I would, um, you know, safely stow those back into the book, put that book in the bag with the other book, um, and head back uh, to try and find Johnny Dante. Okay. 
And uh, Buddy is also deeply rattled by Rose's call out. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That was very bizarre. That was very bizarre. Buddy's not used to people acting like that. Both calling him out as a villain and yes. calling him by name. And and the switch. Okay. Like that, that switch from being so aggressive and direct to just kind of being bewildered and then halfway polite and sort of confused. That was jarring. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to head back the way I came and um, see if I can find Johnny Dante, assuming that he followed that path from the shootout. Okay. So I'll follow that same path and hope that I bump into him. Uh, Johnny, uh, we might just... Uh, I was going to say, you'd probably see me because I walk out Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of looking around the street and I'm mm-hmm. sort of looking to see if I can find that bookshop. So there's a good chance that you'll be on the exact sort of... same trajectory. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so when I see you, I kind of wave and, and uh, hey, uh, agent, agent Dante, agent Dante, uh, did you, did you find the man who got shot? Is he? Hey, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I couldn't actually find him. The, it, they, I met some guys at the entrance and they said he was, he was sort of backstage and a performer and you know they've got this this place locked down like freaking better than fort knox i've been there and this place is locked on tighter it's crazy but what they said is that and he, i sort of lean in and i'm like he made it sound like it was an open secret that they're actually using some kind of real blood that's why uh it was oh. it's not stage blood he admitted it um that's really so strange i want to i want to keep my eyes open uh but one of the things i learned it, it's probably nothing. I don't know, but I just at this point I'm just looking at all the threads I can pull on. Um, that the guy that did the killing, his name is Pete the Poet, and he's sort of a locally famous gunfighter. So I just thought, you know, getting to know some people, it might be interesting to go to the bookstore and just check it out, see if uh, they know anything about it. I'm I might have something that that I'm. Uh, that's just where I went. Uh, and, and this this might be of interest. So, um, Keeper, when I was looking through those notes, did Pete the Poet stand out to me at all? Yeah, uh, because he's documenting the shootouts. And so every day that there was a shootout, and uh, the, these, are, these are detailed notes. It looks like whoever this person was here was here uh, over 20 days. Okay. And so I, I would show johnny i would say look i I was looking in this book with uh, trying to find some history of the place and these notes fell out and it looks like this person was documenting like comings and goings of the whole town and here look it says pete the poet right here and he was doing shootouts every day Uh, are there dates do i know like how long ago it's there's no dates, but judging by okay. the paper, right? Uh, uh-huh. The the paper quality. Uh, make a here. Let's make a spot hidden. Let's see okay. what kind of observations. Here comes our. Is there any 1, like thousand? If I'm looking at it with him, can I do the same thing? Oh, I don't think you have to. That is a zero zero three, my friend. Nice. Wow. That's what I just rolled. Oh. All right. Wow. So unusual. I got to celebrate. You guys awesome. are in the lucky yeah, cabin. No, no, that's great. I didn't critically fail. Uh, so. The... You had to knock on some of that wood around you. <laughs> oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he will. Uh, the Different wood. The, the paper's very fresh that they're on. Okay. And you're thinking that these can't, especially kind of given the environment and the open air that you're in and everything, 
Uh, these can't be more than a few months, a year tops, but, okay. but really you're honing in on a year, I mean, on a few months. And uh, the, the level of detail, and then you notice as you're kind of like flipping through, looking at the age, uh, the, the short story is initialed at the end DC. Okay. Interesting. Do I recognize the handwriting? Oh, with that three. You do, but it's very... It's it's shakier, right? Like these, these notes were written uh, probably in, in the... Uh, it, in the regard of they, they were written while the observation was taking place. So they don't look like maybe somebody returned to a room, but maybe they were written. And, and so because like of that... Like standing there trying to scribble it out quick. Right. And, yeah. and so they're a little rough in that regard, but uh, that, that writing looks awfully familiar to your letter. Okay. I still have the letter, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to... I'm gonna So, all right. So, um, Scott, you would see Buddy sort of freeze... I said, wait, wait, this, this kind of, and I, I start rifling through my pockets and I pull out a letter and I open up the letter and hold it up next to the, the note. Does it, does this look like the same handwriting to you? That's, All right, yeah, so obviously I'll take a look. I'll hold them up sort of side by side. Uh, so do I need to roll Michael or can I just... I, I think at this point with his three, you could just affirm that with your kind of FBI nice. training... I'm that... riding along with your three there. <laughs> On the yeah. coattails um, of the three. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, that, that looks like it's the same. And isn't this... Did, did you say before that this is... That these This letter that you had is from... This someone is, in your family or someone my, that you're connected to? This is from my father. And we'll cut right there and go to Sam. Perfect, perfect. Well, Sam is uh, in the thoroughfare on his way uh, to uh, Bada Bills to grab Cheryl and go on maybe a little family shootout, because that's what we do. <laughs> and a good, wholesome family time. And as I'm in the thoroughfare, do I... And I'm presuming it's a thoroughfare. Uh, is it structured differently than Bloodstone? Like, is there a central area and there's like the buildings on the sides? So it is a st it's structured a little bit differently than than Old Bloodstone in that they were able to kind of lay this out in a more intentional way to flow traffic. But okay. it's pretty. I mean, you still have the general store in the middle. The the sheriff's not yeah. too far from there. Okay. You have some back row, right? Um, but it's just a little more cleaner in terms of its layout. Got it. And is there? I mean, but there's no like, nobody's nobody's making tents, you know, like living in the thoroughfare. No, 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 no nobody's no, nobody's no, burning, yeah. starting fires in the street. Right. Yeah. A little campfire. No, nobody's on the pooping in horse troughs. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. It's not. So it's not really an authentic bloodstone experience. <laughs> For throwback season one, folks. Anyway, so he'll make his way. He'll he'll trot himself. Nobody's running through the street covered in butter either. Well, yet. And he'll make his way over to Bada Bills. Um, you better believe it's not. And he, and he'll make his way to Bada Bills with Amos and try and find Cheryl and uh, uh, see how she's doing. What time of day is it? Should we eat at this point? I presume we might be getting hungry. Sure. Okay. All right. That's a wonderful. So I'll grab Cheryl and I'll see if she's hungry. I presume Amos is, or maybe he's not with all that candy. 
And uh, so you're going back to your room. You go to the room, check with Cheryl, see if we can grab some food. Cheryl's not there. Oh, okay. Well, no. all right. Yeah. I think with all that sugar, Amos might actually be vibrating. Right. Yeah. Right. Fair point. <laughs> Cheryl might be as well. So. Dad, uh, oh, God. But <laughs> <laughs> boom. boom. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not okay. <laughs> yes, Cheryl, it is okay. It's perfectly you? normal. Coming. Nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> yes, Sam. <laughs> he had to go a step further. I think he couldn't just leave it. I think we have to cut from Sam. <laughs> <laughs> We'll let uh, we'll let Lancelot and uh, Colette close out the episode. (laughs) Dear Jesus, (laughs) can you just mute him? So, so uh, uh, Miss Colette, uh, the 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 tea uh, is 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 over this way. There's usually a a pot on in in the small small kitchen next to the. uh, to the art center, uh, but while we're over there, why don't we look at some of the more more uh, attractive sculptures that we have? And do you sculpt as well? Well, I, I, I the metalwork, the metalworks that are turned into sculptures. I, I do metalwork quite often. I've tried some other materials, but uh, oh, I find them uh, a little bit difficult to get a, a proper format when you're working. Uh, stone and such like for, oh well for instance right in front of us over here look at this is one of my favorite pieces and it's a it's a perfectly parallel it looks like a it's a one looks like a a board and it's parallel to the ground it's as bland as could be um it's an inch by an inch and well he'll tell you the dimensions and he says isn't this a a, a wonderful piece it's a it's perfect dimensions it's it's one inch in depth and and it's about it's exactly actually six inches and then the length of it is it's 42 42 inches which is wonderful and important and then it's perfectly utterly a parallel step back to the ground and it just emotes so much so much to me it speaks it speaks to my heart doesn't it what, what do you see in it and it's a po- it's polished it looks like uh, stainless steel well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Being in person is really difficult. <laughs> it is. Well, the it's the surface is very beautiful. It is rather mm-hmm. plainer than my usual work. Oh, it actually I, is a plain. I, I enjoy a good uh-huh. critique. This is this is interesting. Uh, plainer, huh? I wonder, how can perfection be plainer? But that, of course, is uh, subjective. That's my opinion. What is the oh, significance on. for you of the number 42? Oh, the, the 42, there's so many things that just uh, equal up to that and, and multiply into it. And it just seems to be the uh, the answer to, to so many problems in life. And it just sits there in such a, a, a wonderful way when it's it's measured correctly. Can uh, we just uh, share oh, with actually, anyone uh, not watching this the This tree video? above it. Yeah, anyone not watching, I, I am wearing a um, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, shirt right now. So um, if you don't know what that means, Google is your friend. Also, um, Rick is a child. 
<laughs> I don't even know. Oh, Did I? Is um, it something I said? No, he's still laughing at the vibrator thing. <sighs> oh, the thing well, is, he and Michael are going back and forth, and they're just such children that, that one of them stops. That just doesn't look good for Sam, though. No, it doesn't. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's just not doing his job. Nope. <laughs> not surprising. Anyway. So, yeah. Colette is... Uh, I'm feeling like I'm trying to be nice, but sh- it's difficult. Not because mm-hmm. of you, Lancelot, but just because mm-hmm. Colette's a little blunt sometimes and she can't just say she likes something she doesn't like. So she's staring into the reflective surface of the stainless uh, uh, steel perfect, and just... Trying so, uh, to see something deeper. I, so I, I see you're looking in. You're looking at it, and and the, the highly polished nature of it. Look, if you look carefully, there's there's the reflection of the tree above it. Do you see those wonderful pears hanging from the tree that are as ripe as could be? I, 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 I hope you can have one. And Lancelot reaches up and, and twists it like you're supposed to gently grabs it and gives it a twist. Oh, if it twists and pops off, that means it's ripe. You don't you don't want to tug it too hard. You could you could bruise uh, the branch or the fruit. And so he he twists one. It comes right off. And and, and he and we're gonna it to you. imagine seeing this whole scene in the reflection mm. of the stainless steel surface below. Okay. And. Uh, as as Lancelot's hand pulls the pear down, and we will close to end this episode. Um, I should probably be prepared for this, um, and I am. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. It has been challenging um, as Rick breaks something behind me. Um, it, it's been it's been a thing, but we've we created an episode we got it done hopefully it was enjoyable we have moved the story along thank you for joining us until next time you can find us at underthelibrary.com so for me for wayne and for scott remotely and for emily and for myself not for michael and rick those two I, i don't even thanks so much for joining us We'll see you next time under the library. Sarah was going to pop into the store and be like, did I hear I 42 inches long? <laughs> did somebody say 42 I, inches? I thought that's what you were going to do.